Welcome to the SMC 2022 podcast. 2,000 years ago, Jesus gave an invitation that changed the world. Come, follow me. Today, we have the same invitation. What's up, guys? My name's Carly Barnett, and I'm from the great state of Oklahoma. But somehow, I ended up down in Aggieland. I worked for Stumo at Texas A&M for the last five years, and I have something that each one of you listening needs. You have access to the greatest asset you never even knew you needed, and that is what we're going to be talking about today. We just came off of my favorite season of the year, Christmas. Yes, I love Christmas. I love it so much. I love everything about Christmas. And you know why? I mean, sure, we're celebrating Jesus and all the Christmas lights and baking and all, all that fun stuff. But why I really love Christmas is because I love presents. <laughs> I'm a thoughtful gifts girl myself. You know, not many people on the five love languages when gifts is your number one care to admit it, but someone's got to be honest around here. I mean, come on, who doesn't love getting presents? Okay, real quick, talk to the people next to you or if you're alone, um, just think about it to yourself. But what, share what is the most absurd present that you've ever asked for? Or a time when you asked for something huge and maybe you didn't get it. This past Thanksgiving, my mom told my husband and I to send her a Christmas list. All right, thoughtful gifts girl. Also just a girl who likes gifts. Here we go. It's my time. Perfect opportunity to send in the presents that I want this year. So I spent some time. I mean, I spent some time thinking through things that I wouldn't buy myself, what I really wanted. Then I sent it to my mom, of course. Um, but I also kept checking in with her to see, you know, if she'd started shopping, if she needed any more help on the links that I sent, the very specific links I sent her on this list. Yeah, just I just kept persistently checking in with her. It wasn't until like a week before Christmas that she told me something interesting. Well, you know, Carly, if the links on your list aren't from Amazon, you're not getting it. <laughs> what? <laughs> you never told me that. I'm so confused. I don't want anything from Amazon. Mom, I literally, I literally sent her every single option with a link, size, color. All she had to do was click on it and buy it. She then informed me that she doesn't want her card information in any of those sketchy websites. Sketchy websites like Lululemon, Free People, Outdoor Voices. Okay, sure. But here was the real truth I found out later. Dad's card is attached to Amazon. Dad was the one with the money. All along, you see, I didn't even know it, but all along I was going to mom with my request. I was persistently asking her about the list, but she had no power to answer them. I was going to the wrong source. I was persistently asking the wrong source. Needless to say, I got nothing that I wanted for Christmas this year. Lesson learned, dad will be getting the links next year. Have you ever felt like prayer is asking God for a list of things that you want or maybe even need that he doesn't give you? Or maybe, maybe it just feels like he isn't even listening. 
For example, how many of you have asked God to give you a passing grade on a test or a class? Guys, how many of you have ever thrown up a prayer for your favorite sports team to win? Or maybe for the cop that you just passed driving down the highway not to turn around and pull you over because you know you were speeding. Girls, have you ever prayed for your crush to ask you to their next date event? Or maybe even just to get a snap back. If we're honest, most of us have probably asked God for some pretty self-centered things before. I mean, I definitely have. But what about something a lot more serious? Something you really, really wanted God to do? Maybe praying for healing for a friend in need? Praying against a divorce happening? Praying for God to save someone you love from dying? Have you ever wondered if God really hears you when you pray? Is he really listening? Does he really answer my prayers? All of these questions boil down to one that we're all asking. Why should I pray? Why should I pray? After our time together this morning, each of you will leave confident that you should have a fulfilling, abundant prayer life. We're going to answer that question. Why should I pray? And then give some practical steps of how to actually do it. So the Bible is full of promises from God answering the question of why we should pray. We're going to look at three promises today. And what we'll find is that when we believe the promises of God, it moves us to pray persistently. Pray persistently. Before we go any further, let's just briefly talk about what do I mean when I say prayer? Prayer. What is prayer? Prayer is simply talking to God. That's it. There's no special way to do it, no formula to follow. You can pray by simply talking to God. We should pray persistently because of these three promises. The first promise is the promise that God is in control. You should pray persistently because God promises that he is in control. Job 12:10 says, "In his hand is the life of every living thing and the breath of all mankind." Did you know that? Have you ever thought about that? In God's hand is the life of every living thing. I mean, have you ever stopped and considered who you're praying to? God. God is the creator. He is all-powerful, all-knowing. One of the most important qualities about God is that he is sovereign. God being sovereign just means that he possesses supreme and ultimate power and authority. What that means is since God is sovereign, we are praying to someone who actually has the power to do anything we ask. That should change how we view prayer. If you could ask the president of your fraternity to do anything you wanted, what would you ask? Maybe to get out of pledge ship, not pay dues all year. Maybe if you could just skip out on all the chapter meetings altogether, that'd be great. So what about the president of your university? What kind of things would you ask him for? To be exempt from taking any sort of calculus? I mean, you're never going to use that. Free tuition? An automatic four-point? To get accepted to the business school? Okay, now think about if you could ask the President of the United States to do anything you wanted, what would you ask? You see, the source of who you're asking determines the magnitude of what they can do for you. 
So what about this all-powerful, supreme God of the universe? He's in control of everything. What he could do for you is literally limitless. Ephesians 3.20 says that God is able to do immeasurably more than all we could ever ask or imagine. We have access to this source. Not only can we talk to him and ask him for anything, but he also wants us to. Do you know who he is, what he's done, what he can do for you, and what he promises? Do you know who you're praying to? You are praying to him who can do immeasurably more than you could even imagine. If you truly understood who God is and that he is in control, you will pray persistently. We should pray persistently because of the promise that God is in control. The next promise is the promise that God will listen. We should pray persistently because when we do, God actually listens to us. I know I can't be the only one who has had doubts if God is really listening to me when I pray. Can anyone relate? Have you ever felt like praying is just talking to someone who isn't there or who just doesn't respond? I am constantly tempted to believe that when I need to talk to someone or have an issue I need to deal with, it would be so much more valuable if I could just pick up the phone and call my mom, go vent to my best friend, so that I, I know, I'm confident that someone will listen to me. But can I be honest? Here's the truth. God does hear us. He listens. He promises that if we come to him, he will listen. Jeremiah 29, 12 through 13 says, Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. You don't have to doubt that anymore. It is a promise from God. If you call on him and pray to him, he will listen. If you seek him, you will find him. The God and creator of everything promises to listen to you. Doesn't that just give you a sense of comfort? We have unlimited access to the God of the universe who is all-powerful and all-knowing and in control of everything. We get to pray to him and he listens. That should move us to pray persistently. We should pray persistently because the promise that God will listen. Not only is he in control and he will listen to us, but lastly, the last promise is that God will provide. The promise that God will provide. If we're being real honest, I think most of us in the room think that if God doesn't answer our prayers as a, yes, right away, I'll get right on that immediately, then we think he isn't answering at all. Trust me, I've been there. But here's the deal. God providing for us doesn't always mean him saying yes. (sighs) What? Yeah. Yeah, I said it. God providing for us doesn't always mean him saying yes. Gosh, I am so grateful he hasn't always said yes to many of the prayers I've prayed over the years. To every prayer we pray, God has three different answers. It's either yes, no, or wait. I married my husband, Drew, about a year ago. And this time last year, we started persistently praying for God to provide a home for us. We work at AM and we wanted a home close to campus and close to where everyone lives so that our house is easily accessible for people to come over and for us to host. It was a really crazy time to try and buy a house though. I will note, every house we looked at 
were not only going for like 30 grand over the asking price, but as soon as they hit the market, they were sold within hours. As soon as one popped up in our price range that we would want to go look at and see, by the time we could even go to the house later that day, an offer was already accepted and it was gone. It was crazy. Okay, let me let me set the scene a little bit more. So our lease on our apartment we were living in ended in May. We were packing up and leaving to live in Florida for the summer and no home had come back. Oh yeah, and we had no home to come back to when we got back to College Station in July. Needless to say, we were desperate for God to provide. We were praying persistently. Finally, the week before we left for Florida, we found the perfect home. It was in our budget, close to campus, so cute. We loved it. We wanted it. Our realtor made us her top priority, and she put our offer in quick. We prayed again, asking God to provide this home for us. We knew it was the one, and we were about to leave, and we needed it. So we begged him to provide. The answer was no. We didn't get that house. And you know, it could have been really easy for us to just get frustrated with God for not providing and feel like he didn't listen to us. But that just wasn't true. He did listen. The answer was just no. While we were in Florida, actually the house right next door to that house, it came on the market. It was at an even cheaper price. And our realtor, after hearing more about why we wanted to buy our house, she ended up donating her commission from selling the house to us to bring the price down drastically more. We got to put in the offer and it was accepted. Drew and I later realized that no from God to the first house was also just a wait. God did provide just in his timing, not ours. Romans 8.32 says, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? God already provided us with everything we need. He didn't even withhold his son, Jesus, but he sent Jesus to die the death that we deserve so that we have the opportunity to have access to God. Why would he not also provide every other little thing that we need along the way? He's a good father. He's a good provider. He knows us better than we know ourselves. He knows our needs and promises he will meet them. Philippians 4.19 says, And God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Let me be clear here. This does not mean that we're going to get every single thing we want and ask for and pray for. No, that's not what it's saying. It's saying that our good God and Father knows all that we need. And we can trust that he will answer our prayers, yes, no, or wait, according to his will and his good purpose for our lives. We should pray persistently because God promises he will provide. So we should pray persistently because God is in control. God listens to us and God will provide. How do we put these promises into practice? Over the years, I've tried many different ways to pray and none are right or wrong. The best way is just to do it. Figure out what you like and how you can best connect with God and just do it continually. Find rhythms that get you in the habit of prayer. There's lots of different things that work for different people, but today I wanted to share one way with you that has really worked for me. 
I found that starting my day in prayer is best. It creates in me a more humble heart, dependent on God at the beginning of the day. It allows me to acknowledge Him first and ask for His help starting out my day. Since I started my day in communication with Him in the morning, I can continue that conversation just throughout as the day continues. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16-18 says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks to God in all circumstances. We're commanded to pray without ceasing. And we can't pray without ceasing without starting somewhere. So that's why I like to start at the beginning of the day. I found that for me, journaling works best. Some people like to pray in their heads. Some people like to pray out loud in their car. But for me, I get so easily distracted. So I need the pen to paper to keep me focused. I also love getting to look back on prayers and see different things I've prayed for throughout the years, just different seasons of life, and then getting to reflect on prayers that God has answered. It's just really cool. I love, I love journaling my prayers, but figure out what works for you. So I love praying through the ACTS prayer method, which is what we're going to look at next. It's an acronym I follow that helps me pray more holistically each morning. The first is A for adoration. Adoration is simply adoring God. Adoring God just means praising him. So I spend time praising God for who he is. For example, God, you are wise. You are all-knowing. Your wisdom is unfathomable. God, you are loving. You love the world so much you sent your son Jesus to die for us. You are love. And the reason I can love is because you first loved me. Okay, now I want you guys to try. So grab your journals, take a couple minutes on your own, and just spend time adoring God for who he is. All right, next, C. C is for confession. Confession is simply agreeing with God about your sin. He already knows that you're a sinner and he knows everything you've done against him. He still loves you and he still wants you to bring it to the light and confess it to him. 1 John 1, 9 says that we confess our sins. He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. I make this a continual daily habit to bring my shortcomings and confess my sin to God and ask him to forgive me and cleanse me. So take a couple minutes, spend some time confessing to God and asking for his forgiveness. Next, T for Thanksgiving. Everything I have, literally even the fact that I woke up today is from God. He has provided it and blessed me with it. So I love spending time thanking God for all the things that I have that he's given me. Thank him for your family, your health, your friends, your job, the fact that you're able to even go to college, the simple provision of a new day to live and breathe, anything you can think of to show gratitude to God. Okay, take a couple minutes thanking God. Lastly, S is for supplication. Big word, I know, supplication. But the root word of supplication is supply, which just means to ask God to supply 
your needs. Just asking God for all the things that you want to ask him for. This is the part of prayer I'm sure most of us were most familiar with asking God for things. And hey, that's great. We should. He wants us to ask for whatever we wish. God wants to hear from us and he wants to provide for us and meet our needs. Pray for your family, your friends, the needs of others, your own personal needs and wants. Hey, ask God to do big things. Like we talked about earlier, he is all powerful. Remember? So we should be praying like we really believe that. All right, take a couple minutes and spend time asking God for things you want him to do right now. Awesome. All right, guys, lastly, I wanted to leave you with one simple way that helps me pray persistently. So I take a piece of paper, I fold it up so that it has four sections on each side, one for each day of the week, plus one extra labeled daily. So I label it Monday through Sunday, and then the last one labeled daily. And at the beginning of each season of life, I make, I call this my prayer card. So I'll make a new prayer card just like this. I'll sit down. I'll think about all the things I want to persistently pray for that season. I fill them all out on the days of the week and the ones I want to pray for daily, I add to the daily column. So I use the Acts prayer method we just talked about as I think through things I want to consistently pray for. So for example, first, I think through seven different characteristics of God that I want to adore or praise him for in that season. Then I write them down one for each day of the week. Next, I write confession so that I remember to confess my sin to God each day. And then also in this section, I add a character trait that I want to ask God to grow me in. For example, holiness, contentment, peace, patience, joy, anything you can think of that is a normal character trait that you struggle with that you want to ask God to grow you in. And then for T, Thanksgiving, I fill it in with all the things I want to regularly thank God for. And lastly, S, supplication, I fill in all the different people and things I want to pray consistently for in that season, specific friends, girls in my ministry, lost people I know, my church leaders, our government, different countries that don't know Jesus, my marriage, my future, coworkers, whatever it is, fill it all in. I have really good intentions for prayer. I tell people that I'm praying for them or there's certain things I know that I've committed to pray for, but if I don't write them down, I will be honest, it's not getting prayed for. So this method has helped me tremendously depend on God and pray persistently. Take a couple minutes and make your own prayer card. Fill out your own prayer sheet. Fall 2018, I started praying persistently for something more than I ever had before. I met a new friend who I quickly realized didn't know Jesus. Throughout that year, we became really close. We made a lot of memories together, spent a lot of time together, went on trips, went to concerts, and I got to know her really well. She also was really consumed with the party scene. She was really eager for attention from any guy she could. She was always the life of the party. Every girl wanted to be her friend and all the guys wanted her. They were, of course, all the kind of guys that would not leave her feeling good after about herself. 
But the closer friends we became, the more desperate I became to beg God to save her. And I believed that God was in control and he had the power to save her. I added her to my daily prayers. I even started asking all my friends around me to pray with me for God to save her. I knew it was worth talking to God about it because he was listening and he could do something about it. I prayed for God to bring her to know Jesus because I had seen him provide before and I believed that he promised that he would provide. I knew the value of praying persistently. This past July, 2021 was one of the sweetest days of my life where I got, where I got to stand next to her on her wedding day. There she was standing at the altar, marrying a godly man who loves Jesus with his whole heart. And he was looking at a girl who did the same. The legacy of their family will be changed forever because God saved them both. Before their wedding, I looked back at my journal and found all the prayers that I prayed for my friend Rachel throughout that first year of our friendship. Persistent prayer is worth your time. Do you know someone like Rachel? What do you need to begin to persistently pray for? God is in control. God listens to us. God is a good provider. Each of you have access to this source, to an all-powerful, all-knowing God who cares and loves you deeply. Take advantage of this and pray persistently. Thanks so much for tuning in to the podcast today. If you haven't already, make sure to check out the other podcasts from SMC. You can find them on Apple Music or Spotify under SMC 2022 Podcast.